0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fisherman's Post saltwater podcast series. This episode is titled Fall Surf Fishing with Live Bait on Oak Island. And I'm going to be joining uh, Wayne Ayers of Real Good Surf Fishing there on Oak Island. And we're going to be talking about fall species, fall bait options. We're going to be talking about when and where, gear and techniques. And then we're going to finish by talking about what you might be doing wrong, what you might be doing right. And that'll be our conversation. My name is Gary Hurley of Fisherman's Post. Fisherman's Post has been serving the saltwater fishing community since 2003, bringing you fishing reports, fishing information, fishing tournaments, fishing schools, and in the latest and greatest chapter of the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast Series. And it is in this podcast series that we reach out to our captain and guide friends from up and down the North Carolina coast and ask them to share with us their insights, their knowledge on how to catch more fish more often, albeit the higher goal is to give you knowledge, to give you encouragement, to give you confidence, so that you grab your family and friends and get out on the water spending more time together more often. And to join me in this mission is my podcast partner, Billy Thorpe of Thorpe Creative. Billy, so happy to be talking to you, bringing up another episode.
1: What is up, Gary? Good to see you again, man. Super excited to be talking to Wayne today about some surf fishing, so always down to learn how to surf fish because as everyone knows, I don't have a boat. So there we go. It's going to teach me a little little something about finding some fish. (laughs) Man,
0: how many people have ever showed up to that pity party? I'm wondering about the guest Uh, list for that pity party.
1: Nobody. There's no one. Me. I show up consistently to this pity party (laughs) and no one wants to join me, which I can't blame, (laughs) but whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. Well,
0: yes, Billy. We are talking surf fishing. I'm excited to talk surf fishing. You know, come September, you know, Fisherman's Post moves away from boat tournaments. We move into our fall surf fishing tournaments. Love the surf fishing community, and very excited to be talking to Wayne about fall surf fishing live bait on Oak Island.
1: Hey, man! It's gonna be an exciting episode. And really, making this all possible is our great sponsor. So I want to make sure I give them a shout out really quickly. Is uh, we got R. A. Hitch, Hitches Trailers, Bike Racks, and much more. So anything you need to get geared out for your truck or for your SUV, uh, these guys they got it, man. They they have a fantastic selection online. So be sure to reach out to them and see what they have, and go to Raleigh and get it in the Apex area, Raleigh Apex area there. Uh, to R. A. Hitch, Chris and his team do a phenomenal job with the outdoorsmen helping them get geared up so we appreciate those guys sponsoring the show and then also marine warehouse center has been with us from early on and uh just huge supporters of the show so we appreciate those guys i got a quick message from them and we'll be right back The marine warehouse we have everything we have new boats we have parts we have accessories new trailers we have a complete service department with highly trained technicians anything you need to get out on the water we have
2: it. At Marine Warehouse Center, as we've grown over the last few years, now have a large section of marine supplies from start to finish for all your boating needs.
1: What I love about this region is to be able to get out on the water, and
2: also we love to be able to get you out on the water. The best part of working at Marine Warehouse is being able to get involved with the customers and share a love for the water. Boom!
1: The best boat dealership on the East Coast.
0: And they mean it. They are certainly part of the boating and fishing community, not just selling to the boating and fishing community, man, that's, I'm a fan of them, whether it's sales, service, or parts, man, those guys, are, you know, can help you out.
1: Yeah, man, not only do they sponsor the podcast, but they're super supportive of boat shows and tackle shows and um, also a ton of Fisherman's Post, pod, uh, Fisherman's Post tournaments, so, man, they are really more than just a uh, sponsor of this show, but really supporters of the fishing community. So we really appreciate those guys. So go check them out. They have two locations, one in Wilmington and one in the Charleston area. Uh, and they also ship worldwide, which I learned that a while back. I had mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, if you're anywhere you're listening, we have listeners from over 30 different countries. So be sure to reach out to them and they'll ship you a boat <laughs> anywhere in the world, which is pretty crazy. I,
0: I wonder how many of our podcast podcasts, <clears throat> viewers and listeners would have to buy a boat from him for Terrell to be so busy. He wouldn't have time to call me and try to lay another fish joke on me. I wonder Damn what that man. number is.
1: I don't know. Cause we-, we haven't
0: reached it yet. I mean, they are as busy <laughs> as they can be over there with good reason. They're busy for good reason, but yet Terrell somehow every week still has time to call me on my cell morning, noon or night. That doesn't seem to matter. Whatever, whenever he feels like it, he just gives me a ring and says, man, this one's going to be a killer.
1: Well, I'm excited to hear this week's joke from Terrell. Not from Gary, from Terrell. I'm excited.
0: To be clear. To be clear, this is Terrell's joke. This is not Gary's joke. Why did the restaurants have to throw the clams out? Uh, You got me. They were past their shell by date.
1: (laughs) Okay, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. It's not sound effect worthy, but it was pretty good. I like that one. Well done. You Gary. are too kind. I mean, you are too kind. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: not Gary gets
1: nothing for that <laughs> other
0: than answering the phone.
1: Well, Gary, let's take care of some business. Speaking of answering the phone, taking care of business. Uh, if you want to support Gary and I personally as a creators and podcasters, feel free to go to buy me a coffee.com slash fisherman's post. And you can buy us a coffee. If you're a business owner and you want to support the podcast, feel free to reach out to me, Billy at fisherman's post.com for sponsorship opportunities And speaking of sponsors, I'm really excited to announce our newest sponsor, Gary, which is Manscaped. As you can see, I'm wearing the shirt. For you guys who don't know what that is, they provide some amazing male grooming tools and they sent us the uh, Lawn Mower 4.0. So this is, we're we're one of the first people, Gary, I don't know if you knew this, one of the first people to be able to use this product and test it out. And uh, I'm not a really hairy dude, but it's amazing. It's got a little flashlight on there. And it also has, yeah, it's <laughs> it's awesome. And it also has wireless <laughs> charging as well. So uh, you can, you know, I don't know if this is meant to shave your face and your nether regions, but it'll take care of both <laughs> if you want to. And I use it for my face, maybe for the other part, but I'm not going to disclose that on this podcast because that's really weird.
0: <laughs> Man, it is taking all the discipline I have to hold back <laughs> on low-hanging fruit che- cheap jokes. But I want you to know, Billy, I actually, I knew we had this sponsor. I, too, am excited for this sponsor. And so I usually have two questions for the captain, guide, guest for the talent of the show. But I actually have a Manscaped question. We'll call it Truth or Fiction. I don't know. I didn't I didn't come up with the title yet. Maybe we'll, we'll throw this out here and see where it goes. So here's the game, Billy. I'm going to give you two product names. One is an actual Manscaped product. And one is not an actual Manscaped product that you can buy online. Are you ready?
1: Uh, Yeah, let's go for it.
0: Which one is real, the plow or the
1: pruner? Uh, I hope it's the plow because the pruner sounds painful. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: is the plow. It is a single blade face razor. So you nailed it. You got it right.
1: All right. Yeah, the pruner.
0: I, I wondered if I could get you to bite on that. I'm I'm gonna be more clever next time.
1: And uh, that was a pretty good one, but uh, yeah, definitely didn't bite because that was the pruner did not sound fun when you're talking about male grooming products. (laughs) Uh, And if you are interested in getting your own lawnmower 4.0, as I mentioned earlier in the show, or any other other products that they have, feel free to go over to manscaped.com, use promo code FISHPOST, all caps, and that will give you 20% off plus free shipping.
0: I hope people use that promo code and so we get to keep this Manscaped sponsorship going because I've got I've got a lot better ones. I mean I've already got a full list of these. So if you if the people need another reason to save 20% and get free shipping, um, if we can keep this sponsorship, then I've got some more beauties. Certainly harder than the pruners.
1: Yeah, I was more excited about the free shipping than 20%, but hey, whatever. Awesome gay. Well Well, anything else we need to cover before I let you actually talk about fishing, what this podcast is actually about
0: (laughs) fish photo me.
1: Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's a fish photo. We got Mark Otrowski with a 5.2-pound false albacore that was hooked on a gotcha plug while fishing off Johnny Mercer's pier. Good-looking fish and one of my favorite piers to fish off of. So good job, Mark, and thanks for submitting the photo. And by the way, if you want your photo to potentially be on the podcast, feel free to send us any of your fish photos, tag us on Instagram, or send them to, uh, I guess you can send them to podcast at Fisherman'sPost.com. Or Gary, is there a better email that you receive photos at as well? On um,
0: photos at fisherman's post.com podcast at fisherman's post, You get it to us, you know, we'll, you get it somewhere within the fisherman's post realm, and we'll make sure it goes to the right spot.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, awesome, Gary. I look forward to this episode as I'm always excited to learn more about surf fishing. So I'll sling it back to you and let you guys do the good stuff.
0: All right. Pay attention. Billy's best takeaway at the culmination of my talk with Wayne Ayers. Billy's best takeaway. But right now, yeah, man, I want to welcome to the show. I'm excited to welcome to the show Wayne Ayers of Real Good Surf Fishing out of Oak Island. Talking about fall surf fishing with live bait on Oak Island. Wayne, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks, Gary. And thank you, uh, Billy and the Fisherman's Post for having me. I'm, I'm very honored.
0: Well, don't feel honored yet. I mean, we, you have to wait to see how this thing goes. And so w- we'll take that later. But I don't know if you want to throw it out there right now. Wayne, as is tradition on the Fisherman's Post podcast with any guest, you have the tradition of two questions. Are you ready for your two questions, Wayne? Sure. Question number one, why should we, or anyone for that matter, listen to anything you have to say about surf fishing?
2: Well, um, sometimes I ask myself the same question, but but anyway, in any regards, I've been surf fishing for many years. Um I moved to Oak Island six years ago. Um, I'm originally from the mountains of North Carolina and I did a lot of lake pond, uh, trout fishing bass fishing, stuff like that. And saltwater fishing has always intrigued me. Um, I've been fishing since I've been retired in 2015. I pretty much fish as much as possible. So, um, and that's what got me interested in, uh, working part time at the local bait and tackle store, Oak Island Sporting Goods here on Oak Island. And, um, I saw a need to try to help people with the things that I saw them uh, purchasing and some of the questions they asked and, and, um, I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of reading. I've paid my dues down on the beach and, um, I just feel like I have a lot to offer.
0: And that is more than an acceptable answer to question number one. We will now proceed with question number two. Um, Wayne, do you know? How many permanent residents according to a 2010 census does the town of Caswell Beach have? Any oh, wow. idea?
2: I'm going to say less than 100. <laughs> um no, it's
0: 398. I was trying to get figure out whether I was going to ask you more or less than 300 or more or less than 400. But uh, I love that you thought it was less than 100. I mean, it's not far from it. 398. I thought that was a shocking number.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it's a small place.
0: Well, look, let's Beautiful get to the place. main event. Let's, let's talk about surf fishing live bait on Oak Island. So here's how, you know, I think I'm going to guide it a little bit. First, talk to me about when we're talking about live bait in the fall for surf fishing, what kind of live bait are you talking about? What are you mostly thinking about?
2: well we should we should see uh, a few things we should see the finger mullet um, start to show Uh, they're showing um, generally late mid-august and throughout september uh, down on the beach there's uh, the menhaden or as locals call them the pogies will be around but they're not always within uh, grasp of the um, the tide line, unless you can get some in the, uh, the marshy areas or the river basin or, or back in the intercoastal waterway and bring them to the beach. Of course, there's live shrimp, uh, there's sand fleas, um, and you know, you can purchase blood worms, uh, red worms, night crawlers and things like that.
0: So when we're talking about the species that most come to mind when we're talking about fall surf fishing with live bait. And again, we're going to, in my mind, we're doing an overview and then we're going to get more specific. What are some of those top species that come to mind when we're talking about fall surf fishing with live bait?
2: Well, I'll tell you what I get excited in the fall because I know there's an opportunity for some big redfish, some bull redfish to show up on the beach. Um, and, uh, You know, I could go back to last year. There was so much finger mullet in the water. You could just see lines in the tide line. You could just see these squiggly lines going up and down the beach with all this, all this finger mullet. That, that caused the Spanish mackerel to come in really close. And, and, you know, as, as crazy as it may sound, my neighbor uh, across the street from me was fishing down on the beach nearby and was throwing a cast net in knee deep water and you know caught almost an 18 inch spanish mackerel in his daggum cast net and so that that's amazing to me that that even happened Uh, of course towards cast net all the pieces and uh but you know he he did catch one um there'll still be some pompano around there'll be some black drum uh early morning and overcast days spotted sea trout Uh, and of course we still have our southern kingfish or most people call them whiting uh, that that'll be lingering around the beach well into the winter.
0: Well, let's now give me an overview, please. You know, unless you think I'm leading this thing astray now, give me an overview please of, uh, surf fishing on Oak Island, man, maybe a little bit on beach access, just, you know, for people just to access the, surf fishing on the island but you know does one side of the island differ from another side of the island the pier i mean what what is a good general overview of how to approach oak island and the differences up and down the coastline
2: well the island's kind of unique uh the brunswick county's uh beaches are unique in that they're south facing uh you know we're one of the few beaches on the east coast that actually faces due south um and that causes um, we don't have the structure that east face beaches beaches have, such as um, uh, natural structure like bars and drop offs and rock piles and jetties and things like that. Uh, but we do have uh, troughs and and uh, terrain features in the surf uh, that that allow us to you know to, to fish in deeper water. Um, we have we have some natural man made structures. We have some piers um we have the uh, oak island pier and we have the uh, ocean crest pier and then for those th- there may be a few of you that remember the uh, the old long beach pier which was down near 27th street down on the west end of the island uh that at low tide you can still see some uh some wood some uh some pylons and structural things that 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 are still there um as far as, you know, you have Caswell Beach, which if you've, if you've ever, you know, come out of the uh, Southport area and made the turn, you know, to head head towards um, uh, the Lockwood Folly area, you know, head west down down the beach, you'll know you run close to uh, Caswell Beach, you know, a couple hundred, 300 yards. We've got a little deeper water there on Caswell Beach in that channel, but then you get down around, um, You get down around the Oak Island Pier; it starts to get a little shallow closer to the beach, Um, and then you know there's uh, there's good accesses down around Caswell. But there's only the one parking access down at Caswell Beach, Uh, but it's real you know it's it's real good fishing down there in many of the areas. Just limited parking. Um, Some of my favorite areas to fish is around the Oak Island Pier. Uh, You have some handicap access there. You have uh, restrooms close by for for the clients that I have. Um, And down around Ocean Crest Pier, down around the 46th Street access, which is behind the town hall. Uh, Then you go further west. You go on down towards the point. Everybody on Oak Island knows about the point. You got a lot of interesting terrain things going on down at the point. You've got the ocean, you've got the Lockwood Folly River and the uh, intercoastal waterway that converges there that creates uh, uh, different kinds of waves and currents. It uh, allows you to fish oceanfront and then around into the inlet and around to the intercoastal side, which is all accessible uh, by the beach.
0: And that is a great overview. I feel like I just learned a whole lot right off the bat as far as you know, understanding Oak Island terrain. And I guess now what I'm thinking is like, so fall fishing for me, I think, you know, this is, you know, this is late September, this is Aaron, and so we're talking about late September and through October. Um, If you're going to go out for a typical surf fishing day and in October, we'll just say October, but it's late September as well you know is that generally like you work in two lines are you working three lines are you working just the one line like what's the most popular technique either that you do or that you would recommend
2: well without trying to be too greedy i i generally take down two rod setups um i'll fish one rod setup with uh with some live bait um which would be the finger mullet or maybe some menhaden or pogies that 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 are caught I'll fish one rod set up. Yeah, I'll zone fish. I'll, I'll have one a little closer in, uh, in and around the breakers and in the troughs between the breakers. I'll fish one rod really long with um, uh, sometimes with a live bait, sometimes with a menhaden or a dead menhaden. Um, and generally we'll rig that up with a uh, uh, a Carolina rig that's set up for redfish um you know with a five volt hook a big leader in a in a weight slide and then if things are not moving like i want them to um, or if i have some time between cast uh, i'll get um, i'll get an eight foot rod down and uh, do some casting with a gotcha plug or some super spooks or uh, any types of silver minnows heading plugs or something like that just working it through the breakers
0: all right that's i wanted an overview and now i'm going to circle back around for some more specifics so let's start more let's start not with the long rod whether it's live or dead bait let's talk with that shorter rod where you are working the troughs and some of the inside stuff so let's start with rod and reel and line and then take me to you know one or two of your favorite rigs
2: sure um i um i think one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is they they grab they 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 've got this great big these big tall long rods with these great big fishing reels these six thousands these eight thousand series reels um I generally use uh nine eight nine and ten foot rods um I like I have I have several um I like to fish the uh the, the shorter rod generally I like a dawa m cast which uh i I really like my um, my pin battle three 5,000 reel on that. Um, I like that M cast because it allows me to uh, cast up to four ounces and I can really, it, because it's more of a slender rod. It's really sturdy. It allows me to see the bite, feel the bite, uh, especially with braided line. Uh, it just so much more. Um, it's just got such a great feel to it. The other thing I do, Gary, is, um, I, I'll fish a steelhead rod. Um, people look at me like i'm crazy but you know sometimes i'll instead of throwing plugs i'll fish a steelhead rod um nine footer with a 4000 series reel on on 12 pound test line uh mono and i'll just work around the breakers and i'll catch you know i can catch supper uh whiting or or nice pompano um uh, and so that's generally what i use with the short rods
0: and then On, uh, the, not, not the steelhead rod, but the other rod that we started talking about is that you mentioned braid, and then you mentioned mono for the steelhead or using braid for the first setup.
2: Um, yes, yes. Uh, I, I do both. I use braid and mono. Um, I have several reels with my service and so several rods and reels with my service and on a real windy day, I won't even take braid down to the beach. Uh, just don't have a lot of luck with the wind knots and, and, and on a, you know, on a heavy wind day. So, so I do fish both mono and braid on the beach.
0: And then what about terminal tackle? What are, what do you, what's one of your go-tos for the end of that line when you're fishing the shorter live bait rod?
2: You know, Gary, I'll use pompano rigs, which I, I tie myself. Um, these rigs are, you know, about two feet long, um. I'll use a, a one alt or a, a size one or sometimes an, uh, a size two alt. Um, I like kale hooks on the beach when I'm fishing live bait. Um, I have two setups. I have one that just has it's a two drop rig. I'll I'll use one with just beads on it and hooks and then I'll use and sometimes if I'm using a dead bait or uh, shrimp or or um you know, something like sand fleas, I will also use, uh, the ones I make, it has bead and floats on it. And I try to use the least amount of weight that I can, uh, to hold it in place. If i got high current days left and right, then I have to jump up on the, uh, on the weights.
0: And so dead bait, you, you will tend to use the float style double drop rig more?
2: Sure. I'll use, uh, usually use 20 pound fluorocarbon line um, like the uh, Berkeley Vanish or the Calcutta or the Seaguar uh, and, and I'll tie them myself.
0: And why is it that you are so fond of kale hooks?
2: I find with the, uh, the whiting um, and, and certainly some of the reds and some of the sea trout sometimes I'll miss a bite on a circle hook now i I appreciate circle hooks and I know what they're for and i know I know how important they are you know as far as uh, is taking care of these fish and not gut hooking these fish but sometimes you know I'll miss a bite on these on these fish that sometimes i just you know it just kind of frustrates me and i, I if I did a comparison I think I, I catch more fish or I get good solid hookups with kale hooks um, than I do with circle hooks but now there is, when I do fish the long rod, I do fish a five ball circle hook, uh, especially for those reds. Cause we don't want those big reds to get damaged or, or gut hooked.
0: All right. I'm going to, we're going to hit up the long rod here shortly, but I, I'm still very much on this short rod. Um, so what do you like to put the same thing on both the top and the bottom hook, do you mix it up and what exactly are you looking for when you're reading the surf line, or you know, as far as how far, or how short, how long, to cast that short rod?
2: Well, that's a million dollar question because you know it's just sometimes it can be very frustrating. One of the things you need to do is go down, if you have time, go down to the beach that you intend to fish at dead low tide and look at the ground, um, and and see what it looks like because it will tell the story. And generally you can see where the high tide line is and then you can just kind of plan your strategy you say okay if I'm standing here I need to drop it right about there or or some sort of feature that can help you identify. Um, I look I look in between the waves I look for deeper water you know one of the things I learned recently at one of my fishing spots is that a sandbar is developed you know when I was fishing at a high tide, I didn't realize that sandbar had shown up and I was dropping it uh, right on top of that sandbar when I was fishing at high tide. Um, and so I, I didn't notice that until I was down at the beach recently uh, at low tide. So so things change as far as the surf goes, um, but I like to drop it behind the breakers. Uh, when the tide's going out, I'd like to try to fish it between the breakers and look for those or find those troughs and then I'll just kind of fish in zones. Um, you know, I talked about my short rod, my long rod, and then I kind of use the one that I'm casting on a regular basis, uh, as my in-between. Once I find the zone, then I know about where I need to, you know, put my bait.
0: And then what kind of bait is your go-to and say October, what are you putting? And again, are you putting the same thing on the top and the bottom hook or is it you mix it up?
2: Um, uh, with the, uh, the shorter rod, I may, uh, you know, if I'm using sand fleas and they're live, um, then I, I will use some fish bites in the sand fleas. I love the fish bites with the, um, with the, uh, sand flea flavor. Um, and sometimes I'll fish the shorter rod with just a Carolina rig, uh, modified car- with a Carolina rig with a bigger weight and a little bigger hook, uh, for the short rod.
0: Okay. So now talk to me about the uh, long rod. Like, what's the, uh, how big of a rod do we use when we're talking about the long rod? Same thing about reel and line. And then after that, we'll move into terminal tackle.
2: Yeah. For my long rod, I jumped up to uh, uh, a 10 foot. Um, I really like my big water ugly stick. I've got a battle three or excuse me, a battle two 6000 series reel with 20 pound test on it. Um, and generally I will fish the long rod with um, uh, 30 or 40 pound monofilament leader uh, generally about 14 16 inches um, uh, with an you know a heavy rated swivel a five alt circle hook and then uh, a slider with a bead it's carolina rig is just for beach fishing um, I think I mentioned it's uh, 20, 20 pound, 25 pound. I've got a couple rods, 20, 25 pound monofilament. The reason I like that is because it allows me to cast further. Um, generally, when I jump up to 30 pound in the mono range, I, I notice I lose some distances on my cast. And then, you know, with braid, I'll go with 20 or 30 pound braid. Of course, you're going to always cast braid better and further you know on your non-windy days but on your windy days i'll i'll stick with about 20 20 pound monos plenty
0: and um man what was the question so for oak island for that long rod is the game get it out as far as you can i know you know the inshore rod or the short rod sometimes casts a little bit farther sometimes not but with the big rod is it always the game is get it out as far as you can
2: yeah i i kind of you know i i'll get it out when i guess my first cast when i'm feeling good and i'm not tired and i've I've got a little spunk i'll i'll really sling that sucker and see if i can get it out as far as i can um and you know if i'm not having any luck in there then you know maybe i'll i'll try a different zone from where i'm standing um and and so, you know, I try to get it out past the breakers, uh, where I think the deeper, w- deeper water may be, but of course, you know, I can also see bait running and if I see bait running closer to me or further away or birds or something like that, then I'll target those areas. So I look for clues and that just kind of helps me to, you know, to decide where to drop the, drop the weight.
0: And what, what makes up your mind on the long rod, whether or not you're going to put a live bait on there or a cut bait on there?
2: Well um, you know you don't ever keyhole yourself into one bait when you go surf fishing. I see people do that all the time and so you know if it's not working for me um, generally your finger mullet are going to work for you. Uh, Something's going to go get those things whether it's a bluefish or shark or or, uh, you know it could be a trout could be a big red Um, then Then certainly I'll work it That's you know, it's match the hatch, you know, you hear fly fishermen talk about that. And that's what, that's what these, these big redfish are feeding up for the wintertime. And they're just inhaling these, um, you know, these finger mullet. And so, uh, but, you know, sometimes they may like a pogey or a a big fat menhaden. And if I got it, I'm going to try it.
0: Um, so I, the question that came to mind is I am intrigued to catch a Spanish on a live bait. And so you're typically hooking the Spanish on these live baits on the bottom. Is that what happens? And it could happen, as you just said, I think if it could happen in a cast net, it could happen on the short rod, or it could certainly happen on the long rod.
2: It absolutely could. Uh, one of the things you could do, uh, what I have done in the past, um, is, is I'll fish, uh, a live bait rig. It looks like a King mackerel rig, but it's, you know, it's, it's shorter and a little smaller, uh, than a King mackerel live bait rig, you know, with the O'Shaughnessy hook on the front and the treble hook on the back with a little shorter wire leader, um, is, is put that out there, um, and just let it live line. Uh, you know if you try to put it out there with a balloon or you try to put it out there on a float um on the beach uh it's it's difficult because the wind can can hamper your cast and so you can even put it on that slider rig with a lighter weight so that the uh the Carolina type rig and and with that same wire um live bait rig and let that let that guy swim around and you know, if there's a Spanish there he's he's not going to miss that opportunity to inhale that bait
0: Well, man, I think I'm going to transition because I I certainly looked at this immediately in our show notes, and it is the final category of what you might be doing wrong or what you might be doing right. and I think you actually had a better way of wording it, and I'm just going off of my like cheap notes here, but let's let's start that section of the show. what you might be doing wrong, what you might be doing right, What do you have for us, Wayne?
2: Well, I think the, the, the main thing, Gary, is to manage your own expectations. You know, every time we go fishing, we want to catch fish of a lifetime. I get that. I've, I'm, I'm guilty of that, too. Um, but, you know, if we can shorten our gear, if we can shorten our rods, we can lighten up our line a little bit, maybe use a little smaller reel um, and go down. Uh, if you're going with your family, go down with the expectation that we're going to have a good time. We're going to fish. We're going to teach youngins how to fish. Uh, we're going to experience that. Um, we're, we're not always going to catch the fish of a lifetime at the beach. You know, yes, you may catch it. And I've caught a couple of nice fish at the beach and I'm really stoked when I do. But when I go down there, I just got to manage my expectations that, you know, it, they're not always there um the other thing that i would you know fish fish the tross fish a little closer in you don't always have to cast that that guy out as far as it could go so manage your expectations and try to be a little more um in tune with what you're doing and and looking Am I covering as much water as possible where these fish are? The other thing I would say to you is everybody goes down, they plant their sand spikes, they plant their beach carts, they plant their chairs and their umbrellas and they just, they they don't move. And if there's no fish where you fished at for an hour, hour and a half, don't be afraid to pick that stuff up and just move. You know, it could be a a simple move of a hundred yards. It might be 50 yards in either direction to see if you can find these fish, because these fish don't hang out in one location.
0: Um, I like that list. And while you were giving me this list, I was thinking to myself, man, what else would I want to pick up from this guy and not learn on my own, but actually pick up from this podcast. So how about this question? Aside from rods, reels, rod, you know, sand spikes, terminal tackle, what are some gear items that it absolutely you want to have out there and you're going to wish you had it. If you forget it, what, what have you found through the years that is a must pack when you're going out there surf fishing?
2: Well, I'm uh, of course, you know, I have this, I have this guide service that I, that I do. Um, uh, I, you've got to have um, you've got to have pliers. You've got to have a bucket. You know you've got to have um some needle nose pliers maybe a hook removal tool you've got to have some rags or a pair of gloves you need um you need sunscreen you need water um you you need extra tackle and so you gotta you know i'm still experimenting with all the things that i take to the beach sometimes i think you know wayne i'm taking too much to the beach because when i'm trying to drag this cart over this dune it just doesn't seem to get any any lighter but you know um I try to there's there's times when I will go to the beach with just a five gallon bucket and a seven or eight foot rod and just work the beach with with gulp or bucktails or would just uh with with plugs and there's times when I go and I'll, I'll go loaded for bear I'm taking all my bait and I'm you know I'm, I'm taking my cart uh sunscreen water and you know I always take a cold beer because if I catch a really nice fish, I'm going to celebrate with that cold beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got one more question. Um, cause we were talking about live bait, best system for keeping live bait alive out on the beach.
2: Uh, I've seen a couple things done, you know, certainly, uh, certainly the traditional way with a five gallon bucket and aerator, uh, with, you know, replenishing the water is going to be, one of the ways that you can do it you know finger mullet get really stressed in a bucket and they're going to start dying off pretty quick don't don't throw them away because you can (laughs) you can use them and you can freeze them and you can use them for bait later if you can't catch any um you know engall makes a nice uh, thermos type um, bait container now that's got the rechargeable um, aerator that you can plug up and not have to use batteries when you get home. Uh, But, you know, my go-to thing is that five gallon bucket and uh, with a lid and a, and a aerator. So I've seen people throw the old, you know, yellow and white or the red and white bait, you know, trolling buckets out in the surf, but you know, they're going to come right back to you uh, so that (laughs) you're constantly messing with that. So uh, the five gallon bucket Gary is the way to go.
0: Well, man, this has been a good and I think productive, successful talk about fall surf fishing on Oak Island. You know, got to know you more, got to know about real good surf fishing more. But before I say goodbye, just going to set you up. Any final thoughts, anything I didn't ask, I didn't set up with a question, anything that comes to mind that you'd like to get out in your podcast before we say goodbye, Wayne?
2: Yeah, Um uh, again, I would like to thank you and Billy and the Fisherman's Post for having me. I'm very humbled by that by this experience. Um, I guess what I would say to people is, you know, surf fishing can be a lot of work. It can be a lot of fun. It's a great family. It's a great family event. If you got, you know, so much things going down on the beach, um, you know, some people like myself, Gary, I can't go just sit on the beach and and just sit there I've got it I like to go fishing I like to go walking around I like to see what's going on and so um you know it's a good event for the kids it's a good good time had by all um and it is you know if you're on oak island you want to learn how to surf fish I'd love to have you uh if if you're on oak island and you don't have all the equipment and and you just want to you know you want to go fishing then I'm available for that as well um but uh Go out there and have a real good time.
0: Amen. I love it, Wayne. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this talk. Billy.
1: All right, man. I love talking about surf fishing.
0: Me too, man. I'm excited. I love the fall surf fishing. I mean, I love getting reunited with our surf fishing tournament anglers, man. They're good such good people, such good weekends. And yeah, man, the fishing is special too. So with that, with that setup, Billy's best takeaway i've I've got two and i'm wondering if you hit on either of my two
1: well i was actually just taking notes here on my notes app and uh (laughs) and i was pretty curious you know about a lot of stuff that he said but the one thing that i always lack at is what in the world do i take to the beach what do i take fishing and so i just made a list of pliers bucket hook removal tool gloves water sunscreen additional tackle and a cold beer (laughs) i put all those down Because that's always, you know, I always get to the beach and I'm like, man, I forgot this, I forgot that. And uh, and so I literally put in my notes as a little checklist for tomorrow morning when I get up and go hunt for some tarpon here in Puerto Rico. It's going to be on my list. Well, that was one of my
0: two. The cold beer was one of my two takeaways. <laughs> that
1: was your number in one fact,
0: takeaway. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to start doing that for podcasts. I'm going to start packing a cold beer. So if I really, if I feel like I really did a good job, if I did a good job as host, then I'm going to have my cold beer at the end. And then the other one, man, Wayne won me over early in the podcast, man. You got someone that says dad gum. As in that dadgum Spanish, messed up that, you know, in a cast net. but You've won me over already, man. Wayne had
1: me at dadgum. It was that simple. That's funny, man. Dude, that story about a Spanish and a cast net reminds me of that time you and I were fishing. I can't remember who we were fishing with, but uh, we were, I think it was like Benita fishing. And there's these two older guys with a big cast net. Do you remember this? And they were like throwing the cast net out they're like running up on these school of bonita and they're like trying to throw a cast net on them yeah do you remember that story and
0: they they had no shot at that i mean i don't know what they were thinking i don't know i mean i don't know
1: i was just like please please get that on there please just hook one of those things in there it'd be the funniest thing ever uh anyway it's like those two grumpy old men like trying to anyway and that's what that reminded me of I was sitting there laughing on the inside but yeah man I got my checklist got my got my surf fishing checklist which I always forget stuff so um that's a resource man that's a that's a real valuable resource so appreciate him sharing that um, and really appreciate all of our sponsors making this possible. We got um, we got Marine Warehouse Center located in Wilmington, a location there in Charleston. So no matter if you're North, South Carolina, and they ship worldwide. We got RA Hitch up in Raleigh, Apex area, serving the outdoor community. So if you need your uh you're anything man they got they got everything on that website so go check those guys out
0: luggage racks man i'm big on luggage racks <laughs> these days i'm still big
1: on luggage racks i know and you're i think you mentioned that in an episode before and i'm like yeah, yeah. so you can haul your groceries home for your boys <laughs> that's a new self pitch. chris hasn't thought about yet. congratulations on manscape billy yeah i'm, yeah, I'm impressed Dude, they're a you know, great company and they you know they have a lot of fun. And so we're having a lot of fun with them. So once again, if you guys are interested in Manscaped, go to manscaped.com, promo code FISHPOST and get 20% off and free shipping. And also for RA Hitch, get 20 bucks off by saying, hey, the FISHPOST guy sent me. Just go to the front desk when you're checking out and you'll get $20 right there.
0: And, Easy peasy. And it's all supporting the podcast. You know, You're helping yourself out and you're supporting the podcast at the same time.
1: You know, and if you are really like, really want to get discounts anywhere in town, just say, "Hey, the Fisherman's Post guy sent me. Told me I get some kind of discount.
0: It might work. <laughs> it
1: might. Hey, you never know until you ask, right? The I'm going to try it.
0: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try it tomorrow. I'm going to go to Starbucks and say, I I'm fish post. I get twenty percent off my my uh, bente.'
1: They'd be like, uh, be like, I don't know. I just heard a podcast." <laughs> oh man too much fun well all right, Gary I I think people are well equipped to go surf fishing and catch that fish of their dreams and uh, it's cool that we're part of their story and part of their journey and if you are getting value from this show feel free to leave us a review uh, wherever you listen to podcasts if you're on Apple uh, hit that little review button let us know what you think about the show and um, I'll get back in the routine of maybe reading some of this off so go ahead and leave a review let us know what you think and Gary we'll see you in the next episode
0: thank you for everything